Sarah, how are we doing today? We are doing okay. So it is a bit of a somber, more somber podcast, obviously. Um, you know, we got the news that your dad passed away last week, which was really tough to read and see that post. So you are here and at work. How are you doing? Uh, not great. So, yeah. So we talked about it last week that he had gone into the hospital. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't expect. I just, I always thought he would get, you know, you hear of all these, most people are recovering or you know, I shouldn't say most, you know, I guess most people seem to be recovering. You know, I thought he would, uh, he certainly had it bad. We knew that. Uh, but I didn't expect to have happen what happened. So on Tuesday, after you and I did the podcast on Tuesday, right? Tuesday night wasn't a great night for him. His breathing diminished. Uh, he was on a venti mask. And then uh, on Wednesday, it quickly escalated to a ventilator. Okay. But even then on the ventilator, his breathing was okay. Um, he had some other complications. Blood pressure really dropped. And then on Wednesday midday, we got a call from the uh, intensive care doctor. It was pre- pretty pretty ominous. He, he I, I, I don't think he told us as much as he knew at the time, but he was asking, like, you know, if if uh, if he requires CPR, do you want to give CPR uh, and and those types of questions? Yep. Uh, but you know, we still had hope, and then. Less than 12 hours later, we got a call five in the morning that uh, he had passed. Oh, it was just so hard to read that. I cannot believe you're at work. It's just, oh, it's terrible. Well, I've, been, I've been home since obviously Thursday and, uh, you know, it's just, you know, I need to stay busy. I certainly, most people are working from home, but as the GM, I felt, you know, I want to try to at least get back in. Plus you know, it gets me out of the house. Yeah. I can focus on some other projects here that is a little bit harder at home. Uh, plus I was eating so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I like your, I love it. No, I can't even tell you. You're stress much, eating. It's so stressful. Oh, absolutely. But. Oh my God. Know, so stressful. I, so, so a few things I want to, I want to touch on. Uh, <clears throat> first off, just dad was 74. Yeah relatively healthy and i'm sure most people say this about their dads but he was and and you saw most of the outpouring i mean i i cannot tell you the amount i mean from from people i haven't talked to in 45 years 50 years um colleagues i haven't talked to in 2025 uh the the company has been outstanding to say the least and I'm talking about the corporate company. They've just been tremendous. Um, received calls from, you know, the highest levels of the company. Right. Uh, giving me condolences. Uh, then certainly our own division, the station division, has been fantastic. And then the employees at the station really have just been amazing. Uh, friends, family, we're getting so much food and, and, and well wishes. Uh, it's interesting, though. Listen, I think it speaks volumes on a lot of those. One, I think either people knew my dad and or knew him through me right. or my, you know, my Facebook pages and so forth. I also think that the fact that for many, 
he was probably the first person either directly or certainly one person removed who passed from the virus. Yes. Uh, so I think it was a, I actually received a, a very, uh, very sincere note from one of our employees who said it was like a gut punch to certainly to us as, as you know, his family, but also to the station in terms of that. I mean, we knew it's real, but the shit's real. Right? I know it didn't. Yeah. But once it like hits that close to home, then it's like real on another level, you know, and, it, and uh, the station did the most amazing tribute to your father on air. And, um, you know, he was a barber for years and years in, in Lindhurst. Is that where it was Lindhurst, in New Jersey? Yeah, but- Lynnhurst, New Jersey. Lynnhurst, New Jersey, called Pat's Place. And, uh, you know, I think what's always so hard, right, is like seeing your father pass. All the pictures you've ever posted, you know, he just looks so healthy and vibrant. I think for me, that was like the shitty part of this whole virus is like. Yeah, there there was no underlying conditions. Right. He was relatively healthy. Clearly something, for some reason, the virus attacked, attacked him and his body more than maybe others at this point. What? Part of me, though, what's the worst part is there's still really no closure. You know, my mom, but my mom's been alone in her house in Tom's River, New Jersey since. So it's two weeks today he went into the hospital. So she's been alone for two weeks. He was sick, started getting symptoms a week before that. So you're talking about three weeks now. He's either had some symptoms, was getting worse. And now she's been by herself. Mm. She's positive, which I think we knew. I think we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for, for the week she was alone while he was in the hospital, couldn't talk to him. Couldn't. I mean, she talked to him on the phone, but I mean, couldn't go see him. We couldn't go see her. We couldn't go see him. He passes. She's positive. So she has to stay in the house. We still can't go. And you can't leave the state or you got to self-quarantine. Plus, she's positive. So you, it's not like you can go in. You can't You can't go in the house. You can't even self-distance. So yeah. it's just, it's a very surreal, uh, That's, very surreal situation. Patrick, that t- has to be the hardest part. Like, I, because I don't, I just felt for you and Kristen. I was like, God, you guys must want to just like drive there so bad. Like, it, it had to be so I, hard. I feel like I need to be. I feel like I want to do something, but at the same time, there's really nothing. I can't go. You'd be selfish to try to potentially expose yourself and then expose your family and others. My mom wouldn't want that. Right. I just feel for like my heart feels for her because she's alone. She's grieving. She's positive. And I'm sure she's praying. She doesn't get worse. I know. Now, I mean, the only positive right now is that her symptoms are very mild she has a slight fever, 99-ish, and then, um, you know, she'll, she'll get the chills or whatever, like a regular, but but the breathing seems okay right now. So she's probably a good five days away from hopefully starting that recovery. They say you really have to be seven days without symptoms and certainly three days without a fever. And, you know, there's debate on what, you know, is a 99 a fever, is a 100 a fever, to me, I think over a hundred. You're, you're yeah, you're fever. you're probably yep. Um, so listen, it's it's terrible, but we'll, we'll get through. We're doing. We've been FaceTiming a lot. We're actually doing a Zoom call today at five with a bunch of her friends, so they could just chat and 
you know, try to get them on the same line together. Uh, my company uh, was able to get my sister some some stuff, some equipment that once it arrives in the next few days, she's going to gear up and at least go see my mother. My mom wants someone. Oh, so nice. my dad, and, you know, my dad was, was cremated. His, his urn will, and ashes will be delivered on Friday. We believe to that, to my mom, they'll deliver. Them. Oh. I mean, that's the other thing. You can't have a real service. You can't have a real, Oh my uh, God. You yeah. Know, you can't, my dad had such a network of friends and my mom that like people want to, people want to grieve together and they're grieving. And, you know, you know we're, we're old Italians. Like, you know, <laughs> there should be 50, 60 people coming in and out of my mom's house with. Uh, yeah. Tons of food, more food, you know, more drinks, more, more food, wine, more drinks. Yeah. I, uh, it's... And, and, you know, unfortunately that, that, that didn't happen, but, but right now, the focus is on making sure she stays healthy. Yes, and uh, both mentally and physically. I said, and, and, yeah, that's. And then I... we can, and then once we get through it, and like everyone else is dealing with all kinds of stuff, we'll do something in you know late May, early June. We'll set something up, and we'll we'll kind of we'll we'll do something from, from that standpoint. Mm. But just very very weird situation. Oh my and, god. Yeah, I, I give you so much credit. I don't know how you're like getting through this podcast. I'd be like. I need an entire box of tissues. It's so hard. Yeah, I think, you know, I think kind of I hardened now a little bit. I'm kind of past that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. You know, right now, like I said, my focus is on making sure that she's healthy and stuff. And then I guess I'll probably go through another grieving process after that. Once I know she's, she's better and, and you can actually go visit and, 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 you know, spend the weekend and, kind of talk about the memories and stuff just just right now it's just that that's not what's happening right now. no I, I think that's so smart Patrick because it like you were saying earlier it's for her for your mom it's to, it's such a mental game right now too right because like you know when you're grieving your immune system is down you know you can't really sleep you're thinking about that person all the time so I think it's great you guys are being so strong for her to get her through this and then you know, you guys can process all the yeah, emotions and, later. You know, my sister, you know, obviously she was self quarantined. She's, you know, she's 20 minutes away, but she really can't go either. And, um, you know, my wife, Kristen's been amazing. You know, she's just amazing to begin with, but certainly extremely supportive. She handled a lot of the funeral, uh, talking to the, you know, the funeral director and handling those things. Cause I didn't really feel like dealing with that. Yeah. It's so uh, much. So it's just, um, I mean, I, you know, the, the silver lining was I've had, you know, both kids there, you know, and, and our family's been there. So, so that's a positive. Um, so yeah, I, I'll tell you, I mean, what, what's kind of funny though is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's funny, but, uh, cause you know, we're doing a zoom call today and, you know, my mom's pretty, like, she's okay with technical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And I, and I was saying if it was reversed and my dad was home, there's no way he'd figure out how to get on a Zoom call. <laughs> it would have never happened. I know. Isn't that hilarious trying to teach your parents to Zoom yeah, through all this? He literally just got a real cell phone. <laughs> like, I mean, I think he had a flip phone for like 20 Like, How do people make appointments at Pat's place? We had the old uh, just like rotary phone there with an old answering machine. 
Yeah, I mean, I did. I do think you know he certainly upgraded to the you know push dial, but but uh, he might as well have been a rotary phone, right? <laughs> he just upgraded from a flip. He was so, he was so technically challenged; it was hysterical. <laughs> but uh, it's funny though. Like in the last year, he just got a Facebook page. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, that's a riot. Well, he figured that out, but you think your mom is able to figure out Zoom. That's pretty good. I think she will be. Although yesterday we sent um, the link and, and some instructions to a bunch of people on Messenger. Yep. And then, you know, my mom, like all of a sudden, like yesterday afternoon, everyone was getting a call. She was trying to call people through the Messenger by accident. <laughs> yes, so yes. I, everyone thought she was starting to try, you know, trying to do a chat start. It was funny. <laughs> Well, I'm glad she's in good enough spirit. She's like on Zoom and up a little bit, and that's good. Yeah, yeah. Listen, every day you know you go through, but um... well, it's awesome to see too the company rallying around you so much. You know, you've given a lot of your time to and and you know blood, sweat, and tears to Fox. Um, you know, corporate and local. So I love to hear well, that. You know, it's 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 interesting you stand. I do, you know. I think the outpouring would have been very similar regardless of the virus. However, I do think, and I, I received a lot of notes from employees here at the station, condolences and so forth. And, and most of them all said, like, I think it's also like I was doing everything in my power since this started to try to keep everyone else safe here and make sure from a worry. And then it was kind of like, you know, some irony there in terms of, uh, yeah, you know how how it happened to to my father, which is kind of uh, you know certainly yeah. unfortunate, but yeah. It no, and it's it's just a reminder how serious this is. Like you said, I think people have been so, um, you know, really all that is setting in for people in the past couple of weeks. Just we're dealing with this is much stronger than the flu, and um, you know people are taking it seriously. I will say though, I had a. I mean, the governor reached out. The governor of Maryland reached out. Mayor Bowser said some condolences at her uh, press conference. She although, did. Although, listen, you know, I you got to separate the two. I I appreciate her condolences, and she was very generous. Wow. Uh, having said that, on on a completely separate note, what happened at the wharf and what happened at the farmers market, like, what is she not getting? Like, what are people not understanding? Like. Oh, don't even get me started. You must be so outraged. Patrick, well, it's Sarah, when disgusting. She, when she said in her press conference, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing here, something to the effect, somebody asked her about how will she enforce the stay at home? And she said something like, I don't think we'll have to enforce it because people will respect it or follow. No, no, they won't. They won't. People are selfish. They don't get it. They, they only think in their own world. Uh, I mean, even I just tweeted this morning, people in our neighborhood, like, you know, contaminate somebody. I, I, I'm just perplexed how, I mean, I get it took, including myself, time to realize how serious this was. But it's been a couple of weeks now. You should know how serious this is. That, Enough. Yeah, that was so disheartening. I, I think the whole... <sighs> 
I don't know. You know, look, I'm not in I'm not a scientist. I'm not in the mix. But I think it's been sad to see so many governors, so many mayors nationwide, unless you're in a hot spot. You know, they're so hesitant to close, as you saw in Georgia, reopening beaches. Um, You know, what is he what does he do? Yeah. But, you know, I, I. I get, I think, because we have so, like, people in this country love their freedom, so maybe that authorities don't want to fully clamp down because they're worried about the backlash and they don't want to deal with any sort of vigilanteism or uprising during this really delicate time. But I cannot believe someone like Bowser it took all that social media outrage. What was happening at the wharf was unbelievable. And not, a, you know, we'd already all been told to wear masks, not a soul down there wearing a mask. You know, uh, I think there was one woman, one or two people, no, absolutely no tape on the ground, you know. And by the way, like to me, it's like it, it almost should have been reversed. So a farmer's market or a wharf. Oh, yeah. You're, you're closed until you could provide a plan to say how you'll make sure everyone self distances. Right. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have, they, public places like that should not have been given the benefit of the doubt. I mean, a farmer's market, you have 50, 60 of, you know, individual vendors. They're not communicating across each other on how they're going to sell. So you know what? You, you, you got a bunch of people walking around. And then, and, and by the way, the Florida governor, the Georgia governor have just been so inept in this thing. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. And it, it's... That's, I think, so disheartening to see. And people, like you said, they're not going to take it seriously until, unfortunately, someone like your dad, like someone, one person removed passes away, and then people are, like, getting it. It's like, it's just, you know. I don't don't know, but, I, you know, it's. Yeah, for her to do that, I thought that was so. I'm not, listen, I'm not directly blaming her, you know, because, but you, you run a major city. Yeah in the nation's capital, you have to anticipate that a a facility at the wharf, you know, the Captain's Seafood Place or a farmer's market in DuPont Circle is going to have people congregate. People don't follow rules. They just don't. No, they refuse. They refuse. And and it's been sad to see these states kind of way far behind in doing the shelter in place. They refuse to order people to stay in. Now, of course, South Carolina, South Carolina and I think Idaho changed their tune overnight. They spoke to Dr. Fauci, you know, and Dr. And, you know, um, yeah. we get sort of mixed messages from President Trump. How are you doing? You surviving? I'm surviving. Yeah. You know, we're all good. As long as, you know, everybody's healthy and okay, we're doing it one day at a time and just getting through it. And yeah, I mean, you know, I think Patrick, now I just think about kind of what will life look like beyond this? Because, you know, Dr. Fauci is saying like, hey, we're going to live with this now. It's going to resurge like in the fall. Um, And even with vaccines and treatments that this is as you know, really hardcore. This isn't. Well, uh, again, I don't know from a medical standpoint. I, my guess is the fall will be dicey. I, I'm hoping it's nowhere near as bad as right now. And what we're dealing with. With some treatments and some early self-distancing in the fall, potentially. I certainly hope we're not closing businesses and so forth, but re- remains to be seen. Hopefully for next spring, we have some vaccines like the flu shots yep. uh, and that people can get get, get you know, a pre-vaccine to hopefully either prevent from them from getting it or certainly minimize the, uh, uh, the, the severity of it once they do get it. 
but I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope this doesn't become a biannual uh, crisis because I'm not sure. I mean, I think the country for the most part and, and most of its people have done very well through this, but the, 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 the health devastation, the personal devastation, and then, you know, listen, the economic devastation is just going to be long lasting. Yeah. Sure. Oh, this has totally changed our lives. So I'm, I don't know. And I, I mean, maybe the new normal doesn't return for years. You know, maybe, I mean, it, it does maybe slowly in different areas. I'm not sure that we'll, you know, I was, I'm thinking about like, you know, even in the fall, they're moving all these, uh, like the jazz fest and yeah. this sporting event and that sporting event and this concert. I think there's still going to be unease even in September and October. 30,000 people or 60,000 people to get together for a football game or for a concert or for a jazz fest. I hope now, maybe I'm wrong. I hope, I hope everyone can do that and there's no danger, but I just have a weird feeling that that's not going to be. I don't see how we could all return to a 50,000 seat, you know, NFL game in August, late, you know, late August, early September, and not all feel like, oh man, you know, because it, it does seem like at the end of the day, yes. I don't think anyone's going to ever shake hands again. Are you, I'm fine with that. Are you? I used to be like a hugger, but now I'm not. <laughs> like, it's cool. I don't need to hug. Like, I don't need to hug. Like, I'm like, okay, with not hugging. Yeah, I'm I think on. I'm, I don't ever think I'm going to shake hands again. I don't think I need to. No, absolutely not. No. I do think, I do think people will be better washed. Going yes, forward. I, it's scary to think that they have to tell people to take a damn shower every day. You know, um, just crazy times, crazy times. Patrick, what? Um, I'm sure you haven't thought much about work things or anything like that, which is which is good. I know you're kind of coming in like for a distraction. So, what's like next for your family? Is there anything you guys need, or you know, are you just uh, just again, what, you know, just get through the next week or so make sure my mother's healthy and then we can figure out, okay, can, can we go up? Can we self distance? Can at least she'll be able to maybe walk around and get some fresh air. Yep. Uh, which I think will be good. Um, but regardless, until this is over, you still have to follow the protocols and self distance. Um, you know, it's not like she could go, you know, over someone's house and just, or vice versa. I will do uh, once once she goes symptom free for a few, you know, three days or so. I'm going to probably get a cleaning crew in her house. Yep. You know, hire someone to do a really like almost a has mat suit. Yep. Bio. Because, uh, you know, she's not cleaning right now. She's touching everything. Sure. We'll need to do a deep clean on the house so she could feel sit, you know, more comfortable in it. And then, you know, hopefully get back to normal at some point and again, do some sort of service for him uh, and, and some sort of celebration of life, you know, maybe yeah. late May, early June. The problem now is like, you don't even know like when to pick a date. I know you can't do people anything. Are, people are canceling weddings through June. I know a lot of people. So, yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't want to do it. You know, we're thinking late May, his birthday's late May. Maybe, you know, my mom, I think, wants to maybe have it on his birthday, which is May 30th. Yep. But I'm not sure that, I don't know if that's realistic. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think that's realistic at this point. Um, Patrick, are a lot of their friends dealing with COVID-19 too? You know, your parents were in their early 70s and so, in a hot uh, spot there. 
no, no, no one super close. Some, some, some people that we know, uh, friends of ours, mom passed in a nursing home from COVID, mm-hmm. uh, was very sick to begin with, sure. but still. So, I mean, yes, COVID kind of made it either go quicker or whatever. Uh, but she, she was, she was not doing well to begin with. Uh, now, in terms of my mother's friends, not not that I know of, really. Yeah. Which is which is great, you know. Yeah. And they're they're all. I mean, don't don't forget, Sarah. My mom's only seventy one. I know they were. Well, look. I mean, even your dad, seventy four I mean, now, she, is young. She's young. Yeah, they're young people. I know, and married fifty years. I well, loved my dad, that. My, you know, my dad wasn't eighty seven. He was seventy four and 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 healthy. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so so you know, it's a shame. But, really tough, uh, Patrick. I give you so much credit so I, for. I, you know, next week we'll we'll get into the politics of it, and we'll we'll kind of touch on those things. So, kind of just wanted to talk about him today, and then, uh, and I think next week, you know, when, when you know, hopefully I'll have good news to report with my mother. Yep. Then we can start hammering all the politicians. <laughs> There's a Again. lot to talk about. I mean, so yeah, much. There, there, there is. It's Nationwide. Just... And I'd love to know all your thoughts when we're in a different place because it's just, it's so infuriating. Anyway, whatever. I'll, I'll get fired up well, next week. Yeah, don't, yeah, get fired up all week so you're ready to go next <laughs> week. Well, I will. And I'm going to have some conservative thoughts next week because this is crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. And not, no one, anyway, whatever. We'll save it for next week. Patrick, uh, look, we're all thinking of you. I love to hear how everybody is just outpoured for I'll, you. And... I, well, you and I talk all the time here, so I'll keep you posted. And yes, then, please. Uh, and I'll let, you, I'll let you know how the Zoom call goes today with everyone on I can't it. wait. I'm sure it will be comical. What? It's going to be a lot of what? What? I know, say what? it. It'll be so comical. Patrick, you're awesome. We're all thinking about you. That that was just the hardest news to read. And your Facebook post was beautiful. And the and the tribute, Steve Shenevy is such a great deliverer. Uh, he did a great they he all did, I mean had me in tears. It was just so sad. You know, just your dad was such a community person. It was awesome. It really was. I mean yeah. I had real quick, last on him. So I had some people reach out, which was so crazy. So two gentlemen reached out to me. I, I didn't know their names, but they reached out uh, to me. And they said, your dad's been cutting my hair. Wait, you ready? Yeah, how many years? He's been cutting their hair for 54 years. Amazing. Unbelievable. Since they were teenagers. Like crazy. Wow. 54 years. Yeah, so, um, but anyway. All right. Well, sorry. I appreciate you getting on. It was very therapeutic for me. Good, good. I'm and always we'll, here to help, Patrick. We'll, it's awesome. We'll, we'll go back at it. Maybe we'll get DeCipio on next Tuesday and battle it out. I'd love to know. I'm really angry at, at Joe DeCipio actually this time because DeCipio was like, oh, I don't want to see martial law. You know, that's all BS. That should have been done two weeks ago. Just DeCipio, I have problems with Joe. He was wrong. Yeah, we're, all right. We're going to have him next week. <laughs> all right, Patrick. Be well. All right, we're all Sarah. thinking about you. Thank okay, you. Okay, bye.